Hello, I am Joshua P. Warren, and this is Joshua P. Warren Daily, and I have some news to share with you. If you have any doubt that the world is becoming a more paranormal place, and that people are opening their minds to the paranormal day by day, week by week, month by month, year by year, just, just listen to what I'm going to share with you. Let's start with what's happening right now in this crazy month of April, this accelerated time with UFOs. Well, we know, of course, that the Pentagon recently admitted that they have been researching UFOs and back engineering technology. They released footage of some of these UFOs. We know that Senator Harry Reid has now gone on television at least twice saying this is something important, this is something significant that, you know, he has been, you know, sort of, I don't want to say lobbying, but he has been trying to get now Congress and other people to take this seriously and look into it and bring it more mainstream. We know that in in the midst of all this, uh, President Trump has created the Space Force. And now listen to this report from Politico that just came out. And and actually, I'm going to give you, um, I think maybe a little bit more condensed version from the Coast to Coast AM website, uh, thanks to Tim Banal. In a rather remarkable development, the United States Navy is updating their reporting protocol for pilots and other witnesses who encounter UFOs. The intriguing procedural change was revealed in a story broken by Politico on Wednesday evening. In a statement to the website, the Navy indicated they have received, quote, a number of reports of unauthorized and or unidentified aircraft entering various military-controlled ranges and designated airspace in recent years, end quote. Noting that they already investigate each and every incident in light of safety and security concerns, the Navy explained they are, quote, updating and formalizing the process, end quote, for pilots and other personnel to report suspected incursions by unidentified craft. It is uncertain what these new guidelines will consist of, but the statement said the Navy is currently drafting, quote, a new message to the fleet that will detail the steps for reporting, end quote. Okay, this goes on. Do you see how finally this layer of ridicule that has been used to keep this secret for so long is just being peeled back layer by layer. And, and and this is not the kind of thing that you're going to see in your mainstream news media. You know, because your corporate controlled media, the, the, big, the, the big ones, they don't really care about giving you real news. All they care about is keeping you entranced in their programming to watch the commercials so they can make money. That's all they care about is making money. And so uh, they don't want 
to, to take a risk seeming a little kooky or whatever, they know that if they can fire you up with, with politics and all these emotional things, then that will keep you watching. And so don't look to your mainstream media to give you the big picture. The big picture is coming out, but again, it's, it's, it's dribs and drabs, okay? It's little by little. But this is a big one. And so basically, um, this is a big policy change saying, you know, you need to tell pilots and other witnesses that they should report what they see. It's going to be taken seriously. And apparently, this does have a lot to do with what I just mentioned regarding Senator Harry Reid and ATIP and what's happening with the Pentagon. I mean, I'm telling you, disclosure is happening. I don't know if it's ever going to happen in the way of like one person stands up at a podium and says this is this is the deal, but um, probably eventually that will happen. So the big headline there is new UFO reporting guidelines being developed by the U.S. Navy. That that shows you what a what a mindset change is happening right now. So that's that's. UFO stuff, okay? Now that's happened right. Here's the next. Let's move to cryptids. Monsters, cryptozoology. This is also a reflection of what is happening in the world right now. The word cryptid, C-R-Y-P-T-I-D, has now been officially added to the dictionary. This is... uh, from Merriam-Webster, you know, I mean, like, Mary, everybody knows Merriam-Webster is the official authority, as far as we're concerned, on the dictionary. Uh, in a development which may spawn celebrations in the forest of the Pacific Northwest and the waters of Loch Ness, Merriam-Webster has officially added cryptid, uh, cryptid to its catalog of words, uh, they say that it was first published, uh, let's see, I guess it was first used. Yeah, let's see. Okay, first used in this context in 1983, and it took this long for the term to arrive in the dictionary because the editors said the process involves following the usage of a word from, quote, specialized context to more general use until it ultimately arrives at a point where it is part of the common vernacular and, as such, worthy of being in the dictionary. Okay. So, in that case, it's in there. What is it? What is the actual... What are they saying a cryptid is? Well, they're defining a cryptid as, quote, an animal such as Sasquatch or the Loch Ness Monster that has been claimed to exist but never proven to exist, end quote. Now, you know what's interesting is I, of course, have an online paranormal investigator course, and I teach about all the areas of the unexplained, including cryptozoology. And my definition that I use in that class and that I have 
um, used in various books, is a cryptid is a creature that may or may not exist. That seems to coincide quite nicely with what they have put. I think my definition might be a little bit better, but they dovetail very nicely together. So, what does that tell you? Okay, like like the UFO thing was about... Well, here's a point of time uh, we've reached where, or, or a point in time we've reached, where we can actually start uh, being open and honest about reporting and discussing these things in a serious manner. The cryptid thing shows you this has become so popular, you know, that now we have to add this to the dictionary. Ghostly phenomena is continuing to explode you know what's weird a lot of people have been waiting for this whole ghost thing to blow over like it's some kind of a fad and what you find is that there is more and more ghost programming on tv there are more and more ghostly podcasts radio shows ghost tours ghost attractions ghost tourism halloween is getting bigger and bigger and selling more and more merchandise every year i last i heard halloween sells more than any other we are growing more and more into this paranormal mindset now this horrifies some people who fancy themselves skeptics or, or cynics or whatever. A lot of them just call so I'm a scientist and I don't believe in this. But you see, the thing is, you have to be able, and I, and I understand the balance, you have to be able to distinguish between the kooks out there and those of us who are actually in the field studying weird stuff. And in many cases, we actually are using a scientific method, but we are just putting in the observation hours necessary to document things that you're not documenting. And so today, I was interviewed by Richard Serrett, who is great host. He, he, he has a very um, clear, thoughtful, inquisitive mind. I always enjoy talking to him. And he's a guest host on Coast to Coast AM, he hosts his own radio program. He lives in Toronto, Canada. Uh, he has a podcast that he does. I mean, he's all over the place. And he's been interviewing me for years. And so he interviewed me today for his broadcast radio program that will air this Sunday night. So I don't know if that's just going to be in Canada or, you know, if it hits parts of the U.S. I'm not sure. But in the interview, Richard asked me, you know, why do you... You know, why do you think there's there's an increase in paranormal phenomena? Because I am getting tons of ghostly footage all, all the time. I mean, like, for example, um, obviously I've got the Haunted Asheville Ghost Tours in Asheville, North Carolina. I have my Asheville Mystery Museum there. I have my laboratory and all this stuff. And so... I get sometimes more content from North Carolina because more people know who to talk to. And, you know, just recently I've posted the, the footage uh, from this past January from the, um, the dueling piano bar in Asheville where the door 
comes flying open and 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 shuts and the alarm system goes off and uh the you know ADT says this this is not supposed to happen we can't explain what occurred here and, and then we have people like Daniel Hurst and his team you know M&D they're capturing ghostly footprints appearing stepping boom 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 one after like the ghost stuff is coming in i mean the evidence is coming in so hardcore that you're seeing more and more of it on tv so he says why is this happening and i said well okay for one thing many years ago i predicted this would happen because a it's true Okay, if you know that something is real, then you know eventually, one way or another, the the evidence will, will catch up to the truth of the experience. The next thing, B, is that we now are getting more and more cameras everywhere. It's, it's ridiculously easy to get a, a camera, I mean whether it's a baby monitor, a security cam, a doorbell cam, some, you know, security cam. I mean, how amazing is it that, like, you watch a news story and 90% of the time they tell you about some event that happened and they have it actually captured on, on video. I mean, I don't know how old you are. You know, I'm in my 40s, but, you know, when I was, like, you know, 10 years old, if you watch the news, they told you what happened, and they had a little cartoon graphic, you know, they would throw up in the background. And then they would uh, move on and do and tell you what happened. And you were satisfied with that. And you trusted the report. Now you're like, I want to see this shit, you know, show it to me. You, you've gotten to the point as a society where you expect to see it. We have so many cameras. And we're now capturing so much stuff that we are starting to collectively realize my god this is real like there is something happening here within within the ghostly realm alone and i'm about to uh, contribute to that soon with an experiment that i'm going to be doing and i think you probably know that if you follow this podcast but i won't i won't get into that right now and so essentially that is is important because when people start to understand the reality of this it opens their minds and therefore it starts opening their awareness because then they start looking around then they start paying attention to things then they start interacting more with the environment and often that will stimulate activity so just opening the mind it it causes this you know weird relationship again the cause and effect is always a little bit blurry because we only have one point of view on on reality and that's the human point of view but that said the very fact that we are getting more of this stuff captured and that people are accepting it more and more and that it's not going away it's not diminishing it's accelerating shows us that we are moving toward what you might call a higher vibration of cognition and recognition where we are able to accept this is us starting to sort of glimpse into another realm of possibility the spiritual realm so that's a big part of it but the second part is if you want to just look at this from a very technological point of view 
we humans are actually going up and artificially disturbing Earth's electromagnetic and electrostatic environment more than we ever have in human history because we have the technology to do it. We know the HARP project, for example, has been around since what the 1990s uh and uh, parts of it have quote unquote officially shut down like don't believe that shit for a second okay we there is no telling how how well that our governments have perfected the art of beaming certain things into the ionosphere but if you have any doubt about that well just remember what happened earlier this month over in norway they call this new project azure the auroral zone upwelling rocket experiment that NASA was doing, where they fired rockets up into the ionosphere, dumped a bunch of chemicals, and uh, beamed God knows what into the ionosphere, created these amazing, luminous, ghostly slash UFO looking forms in the sky that freaked everybody out. Now, that's not natural. Okay, that that's just not a big canvas that you go up and play around with and splash colors on and finger paint on and have fun with. No, that's the field around the Earth that supposedly protects us from the deadly radiation that could be coming from the sun, you know? And so we are going up there and we are screwing around artificially with the Earth's electromagnetic and electrostatic atmosphere. And in doing that, it's also creating this kind of tumultuous environment. And the thing that creates an energy manifestation is movement and momentum. So, for example, if you have a wire, and let's say we have a six-inch piece of wire, and it's just sitting there, and nothing's moving through it, well, there's not much happening. But you take a battery and you hook a battery onto one end uh, or a terminal from a battery onto one end and a terminal on the other. Well, now we have a flow of electrons moving. And when that flow of electrons goes through, well, now it's producing an electromagnetic field. Now you can light up light bulbs. You can power. Th- like, shit starts happening. But it takes momentum. It takes trap, And so it's moving stuff that inspires some kind of manifestation that is something you can experience so when you go up there and you start messing around with the ionosphere and who knows again what they're doing we we just get little glimpses of it when you start doing that the whole ionosphere becomes chaotic and 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 as it sort of rumbles it starts inducing these currents all throughout the planet And the product of that is that what was once potential energy becomes kinetic energy, and you start seeing these little, you know, rocket spurts. I don't want to, maybe I shouldn't call it rocket, I don't want to confuse you, but you you start seeing little jets of power shooting out of the Earth in various places. So what you get is an uptick in places that were already active, like Brown Mountain, the Bermuda Triangle, the Marfa lights, the uh, Hestelin lights in Norway, all this kind of stuff gets even more significant. But at the same time, the subtle places also become more active. 
So you you start seeing why that over time, the more we advance our technology, we capture more because we have more cameras, we measure more because we're able to miniaturize our technology, but then we also disturb the environment more because we now can make it easier and cheaper and more efficient than ever for us to go out and start you know exploring places to a new degree i mean think about how much has happened since the 1950s and 60s when the only people who had the resources to go into space were big governments like russia or the u.s and now we've reached a point where private corporations can do this that's a gigantic step so you know where do you think we're talking about space tourism now so so we are actually affecting the entire environment the entire electromagnetic environment that we're living in and what have you heard over and over and over throughout your entire life at least your adult life about paranormal phenomena there is some connection between paranormal phenomena and electromagnetic anomalies so we're not exactly sure if the phenomenon causes the anomaly or the anomaly allows the phenomenon to happen we're not exactly sure but we've gotten to the point now where even the the the, the mainstream scientists in most cases they, they even they're scratching their heads and saying like okay we can't understand exactly what's going on you, you you look inside of a vacuum and there's this weird pressure that's there and uh you know the reality is fluctuating in and out and there's all this dark matter and dark energy i was watching an interview the other day with neil degrasse tyson and he said here's the thing that keeps me up at night this is the thing that that, that makes me scratch my head so much i have trouble going to sleep at night he said there is this strange pressure that exists within the darkness around us and you know i'm talking about outer space he said that is pushing everything apart and so there will come a day when we humans on this planet now this is a long time in the future but he said there will come a day when humans on this planet will will look out there and they will not be able to see the other galaxies the other stars he said they'll be pushed away too far you can't see them all that we will see is our own Milky Way. He said, you know, this is what is inevitably our prediction of what's going to happen if this expansion of the universe continues. So if there comes a day when all the other stars and systems that we're analyzing right now have been pushed so far away that we can't even detect them anymore, and all we have is our own Milky Way, then we're going to kind of start over again trying to figure out what's happening and those people who live at that time will only have our own galaxy as a viewpoint 
So he said, you're going to have this whole chapter that exists now that's just gone. And you're stuck with the chapter that we currently, uh, you, you would, you would, you would have now if you were just, you know, in a situation, if you could only see your own galaxy. But what keeps him up at night is he says, how many times has this happened? How many other chapters of information have been right there in the past next to us that are gone now, that have been pushed away? And there, there's no way to know. You know, you, you can't think on this scale. You can't, again, you, it's one of those things you can't comprehend it. So if a guy like him, who is not only a a scientist, but a a popular scientist who can come on and explain things, is saying, even my mind is boggled by what's happening here. I don't understand this stuff called dark matter and dark energy. And I mean, he actually said giving it the name dark energy is uh, almost silly. He says even that makes it kind of sound like we know what it is. <laughs> um, I forget the, the exact term that he used, but he said, you know, something along the lines of like, you may as well call it Jack and Jill or something like that, because he says, you can call it whatever you want to, but it's just, we have no idea what this is. So this, the, the longer we live, the more generations that go on, the more we're understanding that there is this incredible amount of, of, of uncertainty around us, but that we are parallel to some other realm. And that realm, apparently, is the realm within which a lot of this stuff exists. Again, call it UFOs, call it ghosts, call it cryptids, but we're getting there. We're getting there. We're making progress. In a hundred years, we'll all be dead. So, I mean, well, you know, maybe not. I mean, there are amazing advances being made in medicine, but I'm I'm presuming that uh, most of us will be dead in 100 years. And so we don't get to necessarily see in this lifetime what's going to happen. But boy, don't you feel the momentum? Don't you see where this is going? It's quite amazing and quite exciting. So, that's the main thing that I I want to share with you today. Now, on a different note. Now for something completely different. Actually, it's not that different because you you know what's funny is that as we learn more about how the universe works, it allows you to become more interactive with it. It's like the ghost thing. If you don't know that ghosts exist and you don't believe in ghosts, you're just not going to pay attention to that sort of thing most of the time. And but once but it, but once you believe and you see the evidence, well now you're going to start paying a little more attention. Same thing with manifestation. Uh, you're manifesting all the time. You just don't realize you're doing it. You know the trick is realizing that you're doing it and sticking with it and learning to turn noise into music and not be brainwashed by all the forces of nature, uh, especially the other human beings that are trying to distract you and advertise to you and mislead you and all this kind of crap. Once you start thinking about manifestation and you kind of get what that is, 
whether you call it magic or prayer or whatever, you start to realize this is actually a good awakening for manifestation as well. That this is a good time for us to start seeing how the same way that ghosts and cryptids and UFOs and time and space relate to this reality and or in other words things that may seem non-physical at one point become physical and vice versa well this is no different than how you can mentally transform your non-physical consciousness into physical outcomes manifestation and which of course is why we have all kinds of tools like wishing machines or wands or the extremely popular miraculous prayer board and I want to let you guys know that Tom Vrilock who invented the original miraculous prayer board has actually produced an audio book which gives his steps on how to use the miraculous prayer board for romance and Tom Vrilock said that if you would like to get this audiobook from him then he will give you a discount because you're a Joshua P. Warren listener and and what's funny is that I listened to his audiobook and, and it's, it's very practical it's step by step but I told Tom I was like there I am not I am, there's no way that I'm going to get into the romance business at this at this point um, <laughs> I am I don't know how Lauren feels about how romantic I am but I am not going to be a romance expert but I will let everybody listening know that if they would like to get a discount to your new audiobook called Romancing the Miraculous Prayer Board. I will tell people I'm happy to do that. Um, here's how you can take advantage of this. Okay. Here, By the way, here's a description he gives. He says, manifest that romantic getaway vacation you've always wanted. Find the perfect lover. Fire up romance in a marriage even speak with departed loved ones now that one right there is that's where we go into like a new territory he says use your prayer board to work these miracles so i mean that's that's pretty hardcore i mean like he's making quite a promise there when he says that if you would like to go and get the romancing the miraculous prayer board audiobook read by Tom Brillock by the way here's your discount code to save $2 it's simple it's Warren and then the number 2 that's my name Joshua P Warren Warren 2 and so when you and if you want to find the link to this if you go to joshuapwarren.com and you click the link to the curiosity shop, well, obviously you're going to see right there a link to the prayer board, the miraculous prayer board. 
So you click that link to the Miraculous Prayer Board, and then on that page, you will find where it has this little special offer saying, Use the Prayer Board for Romance. Vrilox new audiobook, $2 discount with this promo code WARREN2. And you'll see a little picture there of a man and a lady and they are at a table with a, looks like maybe a couple glasses of wine and they're holding hands over a prayer board i'm telling you it's it's so romantic i'm getting i'm i'm blushing right now just looking at this go to joshuapwarren.com seriously go there and uh click the link to the curiosity shop if you don't have a prayer board um I don't know how valuable this would be for you, but if you have a prayer board, then and you're looking for romance, look, Tom Vrilock invented the miraculous prayer board. What I have here is is you know my model of it, my version that I make. Um, so that's pretty damn cool that Tom is giving us a promo code where for at least now, I don't know how long this is going to last. You can save some money if you want to get his audiobook. And uh, once you step into Vrilock's world, who knows how that's going to open your mind in various ways as well. But at joshuapwarren.com, you'll also find a link to uh, all kinds of other cool stuff. I want to remind you real quick, this uh, weekend may be our last Creepy Vegas tour for a little while we have we're, we might have to go on hiatus because our meeting location was this bar called the fifth avenue pub and they just sold it it's like so that's really good for the owners i mean and but that was the meeting location so now uh we're kind of a little bit up in the air about our new meeting location so we're working all that out so if you're going to be in the vegas area Go to creepyvegas.com if you want to take the Creepy Vegas tour and learn about UFOs and paranormal and all that kind of stuff this Saturday. Nick Weird, native here, is going to be leading it. Creepyvegas.com. But joshuapwarren.com is where you'll find a link to this particular show called Joshua P. Warren Daily. You know I have lots of new experiments I'll be sharing with you again in the very near future. Uh, And so I hope that you'll click the link to Joshua P. Warren Daily. It's always short, always free, independent, uncensored. You can click that link and subscribe through various means or just follow me on Twitter at Joshua P. Warren at Joshua P. Warren, and I will tweet when a new one is available. So that is it for today. Much more to tell you about soon. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your interest and support. Thank you for staying curious. And I will talk to you again soon.